5. Good morning. It's Tuesday, September 17th. Sorry for several seconds of dead air. <laughs> we are here. It's Eric. It's Floyd. It's you. Whoever you are. Maybe you're Scott or Dina. Is there Nicole? Michelle. 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 I'm sure there's more people than that. Uh, those are our frequent textures. Good morning to you. If you want to uh, text us early in the morning, we would love that. 419 240 1055. You'll need that number to call sometime sometime between 7 and 8 this morning. We will play your Nelly throwback song of the day. Caller 10 will score tickets for that, for that show, October 26th. So between 7 and 8 o'clock this morning, we will play a Nelly throwback song. It is Ride With Me. Uh, when you hear that song, be Caller 10. You score tickets to the show in uh, in October, October 26th, with Mike Jones and Lil Flip and more guests as well. You'll Little be a guest. Jo- Wait, young, no, young, jock. young Jock. You'll be a guest <laughs> of ours at that show, October 26th, between 7 and 8. Um, also, coming up today, we're going to do a very, very early panel full of ladies. If you listen to the podcast, because um, you only catch the beginning part of the show, and you're like, I'd really love to call in for this. Paddleful of ladies, due to some guests being on the show today, guest of Palooza, part 37 and a half. Uh, Paddleful of ladies, right after 6 o'clock, so that's coming up shortly. Tacos and Trivia Tuesday, J-Lo coming off um, a big box office weekend with Hustlers. J-Lo is the theme. we got to change up the prize today. Haunted Hydro Passes can't be given away till next week. Okay. But a prize around uh, 7.15 or so for Tacos and Trivia Tuesday. Our friend Desmond will be in to talk about Race for the Cure. We're about two weeks out from that, a little less than that now. Also, a new friend from the Red Cross will be in uh, to explain why there's a shortage and what you could do about blood. We'll do that around eight, a little after 8 o'clock. Jeffy McGee will be in. We'll play the trailer game and tell you what to watch on streaming this week. It's a busy Tuesday show here on September 17th. Again, 419-240-1055. 537, good morning. It's Eric Chase and the one and only fully cleaned out Floyd. <laughs> Hi. Oh, that's, and we're live. That's very cleaned out. Oh, yes. How are you today? Me? Yes. Or them? You. I'm okay. Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. We're on Facebook Live. Thanks for asking. Um, It's an entertainment story, but since we don't have an entertainment segment for like an hour and 10 minutes or so, and we didn't talk about it Friday, can we talk about the SNL guy, Shane Gillis? Yeah, I don't know much about him, but he had okay. a response, apparently. It was awful. Hold on. Let me... Uh, okay. I, I do have a fun story I think we can get to before 6 o'clock. Usually we we tell our, our personal stories here during this time. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you have one, by all means, we can get to it. But I figured we'd get to this because i got to remember that if you're waiting for the big entertainment stories, that's, that's like an hour and, and, and time away. So Shane Gillis was announced as part of the new SNL cast with two others, mm-hmm. uh, a young woman and an, an Asian fellow, which makes the timing of all this all the worse. I know, and I looked up the girl and the Asian guy. His name escapes me, but her name's Chloe. They there seem very promising. So they started uh, this weekend. Uh, first new episode, the premiere of whatever season this is of, of SNL, forty something, fifty something. Yeah. I think Taylor Swift was the guest, and I don't know if this dude was on or not. If if he was in any of the sketches, his name is Shane Gillis, and he's from uh, somewhere in central Pennsylvania. And then I believe he moved to of all places Philadelphia mm-hmm. and did well on the comedy circuit yeah. there. 
Um, and then some things came out where he was on some podcasts, and and these were shared a lot over the weekend, uh, or uh, Friday, and, and people found out about his background. Mm-hmm. And I listened to them, and I didn't want to. I, I could have taken the time to edit them, but right. if you want to find them, fine. You're on on your own, and you can trust my judgment or opinion on them. Uh-huh. If you don't, you're maybe hate listening to the show. Okay, but as you know, it takes a lot to piss us off. Yes. When I uh, when I was listening to the one podcast where he was he was using the c word. Oh, you hate that word. No, not that one. He was he was talking about Asian people, and they were he and whoever this podcast person were were uh, were talking about Chinatown in New York City. Okay, and they were using. I don't know the c word for that, but that's probably a good thing for me. Yes, you do. (laughs) I'll tell you off the air. Oh, I know you're talking about. And then he, I believe he was homophobic and other things, but I heard enough of this one podcast. And look, we, as we just said, if you don't know, it takes it takes a great deal to offend us. Uh, and he put out something on Friday saying, I'm a comedian. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry if you, he dropped the, the, the line of, I'm sorry if you were offended. But then over the weekend, it, it really got up and rolling. Long story short, he was let go by SNL. Um, this Lauren Michaels, the creator of mm. SNL, after talking with Shane Gillis, we've decided he will not be joining SNL. We want SNL to have a variety of choices and points of view within the show. We hired Shane on the strength of his talent as a comedian and his impressive audition for SNL. We were not aware of his prior remarks that have surfaced over the past few days. Uh, the language he used is offensive, hurtful, and unacceptable. We're sorry that we did not see these clips earlier and that our vetting process was not up to our standard. He then... Uh, typed out something on notes and posted it uh, for the first time since his initial statement on, on Friday when, when the video surfaced. I'll get to his statement in a second or his mm. notes thing in a second. But in watching it, what I didn't find it funny, but you know me, I'm not very one, I'm not one much for comedy. Right. But there was a biting mean guy. There was a biting white guy meanness to it. So it came off more... Did it come... Okay, so here's my thing when it comes like the suggestive comedy. That's what I call it when they use choice words. Like if it's something transphobic and I'm just like, oh, I get the joke. So like I kind of chuckle in my head. Like did it come off like... I'm not saying like a transphobic joke. I'm just saying like suggestive comedy. Like I'm like, oh, I get it. It's kind of funny. But did it just come off as like Richard-ish? Like... Came off as mean. Like a bully. It wasn't funny. It was... It was almost like you couldn't take a better snapshot of two white dudes, two young white dudes uh-huh. making fun of people who aren't like them and calling them names. Do you okay, remember? so like two bros sitting in their garage drinking beer. It was me. Talking about how the world should just still be in. Not like that, but, but the, the the words, the pronouns, the adjectives they were using. Were okay. The, there was a meanness to the mm. name calling. I, I'll put it this way. Um, when... When you're young, guess what? When you're 12, 13, 14, you say stupid things, you think stupid things because you don't know any better. You, you haven't experienced right. enough. Over the years, have you caught wind of the stories of, uh, like, usually, like, I see it, like, they're athletes. Um, 17-year-old, 16-year-old high school basketball player or baseball player uh, is saying stupid stuff on Twitter with his yeah. bros. Yeah. And then five years later, you find that somebody goes and digs up his tweets and they're like, mm-hmm. wow, you're really homophobic. Yeah. It's kind of like that. I, I'll even use myself as an example. Like, when I was that young, I would say things just because, 
other people said them. Right. And not at the time. You didn't know how mean and awful they were. No, you but, just... Yeah, I said it too. Like, yeah, I, we've, like, all done, we've all been there. Like, I don't think I, I used, like, the F word in, in terms right. of gay people or anything else in, in, in a mean spirit in this. But when you're 12, 13, 14, 15, sometimes you don't know better. Now I see how awful those things are. But these, these two mm-hmm. dudes were in their mid-20s. Like, you, right, you know. know. You know the consequences of right and wrong. It's kind of... And to elaborate on your point, it's kind of... I had this conversation because I, I worked with... Autism and special needs. I used to say the R word all the time, mm. and it literally took, perfect example. And it literally took someone saying, "You can't say that," and I was like, "Why?" Like I was, I was offended. You tell me I can't say, it. and they were like, "Hey, blah 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 blah," and they educated me and was like, "Hmm, okay, I am seventeen, eighteen. Let me stop." To yeah, to further detail why I believe it was and sorry to use such like a a, a remedial word meanness of it like he could have said things and not used the c word that he right did. and then he, no, I know he could have gotten the attempt to humor easily conveyed without using that and certain other right. hurtful words his statement yesterday after he got let go and i didn't say anything about this dude over the weekend again again his name is shane gillis but his statement uh Makes me feel even more certain that he was tra- he, that he was mean. Okay. He posted uh, his notes his notes out to Twitter. It feels ridiculous for comedians to be making serious public statements, but here we are. I'm a comedian who is funny enough to get SNL. That can't be taken away. Of course, I wanted an opportunity to prove myself in SNL, but I understand it would be too much of a distraction. I respect the decision they made. I'm honestly grateful for the opportunity. I was always a mad TV guy anyway. Okay. Okay. Like very childish, like you could have just left. You, you could have left it at that. You could have been like, "Thank you." Now I'm going to move on with my career because guess what? I'm going to turn this lemon into lemonade because now everyone knows who I am. Yeah, I'm gonna shop my vulgar humor on the Netflix, and guess what? It's Netflix. People are going to want to see what I have to say. He could have been. Why would you do that? It's like you're on the cliff, and then all of a sudden, your friends like, "Do it, just just do it," and they just go bloop. He, I was all for the statement until the last line. Literally, the last like, line. It. No that, one's a mad TV person. How that, dare you? That's <laughs> that's childish and petulant, which was totally his behavior in these podcasts. Right. Oh and, and man, this was from no more than the podcast were like from no more than like two years. I, I have this feeling I forgot something. Um, by the way, it's Q105, Eric Chase, that bothers and me. Floyd. This is uh, Shane Gillis from SNL, who was on it and then fired um, due to the podcast videos over the weekend. This is like two years from two years ago. So at that time, we were very clearly living in a time where if you're on tape, video or audio, it can be, if you want to use the word, weaponized against you at mm-hmm. some point in the future. Absolutely. And th- it always makes me think back and look. Did I do anything like that? And I think the answer is very likely no. Not that I would say these things anyway. And I was, but this was just so dumb and childish. It's oh, so stupid because this was an opportunity. Because I think I should be in public relations. This could have been an opportunity where he made a statement, got done, rebuilt his career and brand by saying, Hey, I said something stupid. Do your little Netflix specials. Guess what? Be cast in a movie because. As much as in the moment we're in a cancel culture, we are also those people. We see if someone's changed their ways and educated them. We're like, oh, he's learned from Kevin Hart, for example. Oh, he's learned. Okay, we'll still keep him going. He could have been, 
He could have came back, hosted SNL, made a parody out of himself, and been something totally different. But That's it was, a long time in the future. But, but, but I'm just saying, like, it could happen. We, you have to build yourself up after something like this. But then you make a statement like that, by, essentially biting the hand that feeds you. You know what's going to happen? He is now in a vault of many people who will never, ever be set foot in NBC Studios. To your he could have had a sitcom on NBC. To your, I, I, <laughs> you that, that's I mean? far, but I, your point is, is is a great one. He could have used this as an opportunity to to refine his image, and instead he was petulant and childish. And uh, to your point again, we we do love as much as it's cancel culture, and we love to, to call people out. Mm-hmm. There's another side of of us that loves uh, a great uh, reclamation project and a, and a great comeback. I just, that last line, you just. Why? Just stop You, you, you could have stopped. Period. Just, the, little, the little dot is so, that little punctuation has so much power. Just period. Stop. Five. Send. 48 with the morning reboot on Q105. We will do a panel full of ladies really early, shortly after six o'clock. But let's talk about emotional support next on Q105. I remember. Come- <laughs> Honestly. 5.52. Good morning. It's the morning reboot on Q105. We started serious. Let's lighten things up. Would you like to do that? Sure. I don't think we've had, uh, since we've been on the air, it's like eight, nine months? December? It's nine? So about nine, nine months? Yes, because for some reason, I was going through my Facebook and I started here on October 18th. Sorry, October 15th. We st- Our first day on the air, though. No, no. I started here October 15th, then two months later. Got it. Boom. So eleven, yeah. So nine months, nine Come months up. to the day. <laughs> I don't think we've done an emotional support animal story. Maybe no. we've hinted at it. Um, no, we've talked about people bringing random animals. That it's a like people bringing like a chinchilla. Like this is my emotional support animal. I'm like no, that's an endangered species. Calm down. Right. <laughs> um, I I adore this story, and I I wish it would have turned out another way. A New Zealand man. And look, I, I like when we do local stories, especially this time of the morning. I know what story you're about to talk about. It was on our Q105 Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I, I, it just made me smile to no end. <laughs> and I, I don't ever want to be this radio show where like we rely on... like We can sit here and read stupid stories like this all morning, <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily endear us to... Uh, look, that's how na- that's how national radio shows replace local ones, by, by doing that. But mm. um, I, I couldn't ignore this one. A New Zealand man is facing the a- facing the axe at work, brought an emotional support clown to his recent. I guess this is a <laughs> they call it a redundancy meeting. Uh, the two hundred dollar performer provided comedic relief as his bosses fired him. An Auckland ad man, Josh Jack, said he sensed the bad news when he received an email from his employer telling him they needed to have a meeting to to discuss his role. The uh, the whole we need to talk email mm-hmm. it freaks out a lot of people. Um. It did talk about being able to bring a support person. That's very bizarre, but like different culture, truly a world away. I thought it's either a promotion or worse. I thought it was best to bring in a professional. So I paid $200 and hired a clown. (laughs) Um, News of the support clown stunt. Stunt. I mean, there to be helpful. Quickly proliferated, proliferated, 
proliferated when the New Zealand Herald published the picture of Jack having a serious meeting with the emotional support clown and two employers seated across from him. In the end, he did get fired, but he said his bosses at the advertising agency were grateful he decided to spice up the meeting and could see the humorous side. The clown mimed crying as Jack's employer slid the, the firing paperwork across the table and created a balloon unicorn and poodle to lighten the mood. That's funny. They were getting a free service and also getting the entertainment from Joe the Clown, uh, Jack said, but conceded the clown was a little distracting. It was sort of noisy, him making balloon animals, so he did have to tell him to be quiet from time to time. The clown thought it was a touch unusual, but was overall supportive in the meeting. He was $200, so basically he was, I assume, one of the best clowns in Auckland. <laughs> Jack said, I definitely recommend bringing Joe or another clown, highly recommended. I would have kept him on for the simple satire alone. Do you think that in this moment they just became friends afterwards? He had to have taken him out for a drink afterwards. Like, as an initial gesture to say thank you. No point intended. Say I said gesture, clown. I don't like... Somebody texted me yesterday and said they're tired of people, like trying to stunt their way into things, Mm -hmm. uh, into, you know, 15 seconds of fame. Like this? Well, but in this case, I'll let that slide because to me, this was $200 to get some... It was it was a $200 resume for the entire world. Like, that's... Cre- he worked for an ad agency but- where you're constantly <laughs> having to come up with creative ideas. So this was a $200 resume saying, this place didn't want me, but I can offer my creativity to you. But he knew something was coming, so... I mean, the clown... It, and he was a clown, you guys. Not like a... This is an, he was, just like he was a legit clown, like a legit white face, big red smile, blue eyeshadow, red nose. What would you have done in that board meeting, like I mean, if I walked in with the clown, like a clown, like barring next to me, like hey, this, this is Joe. He's, he's my is it for that <laughs> meeting? Like, is it for a meeting where you were going to get fired? Yeah. All right. Well, I, I would probably, unless it was a serious offense. I would likely rip up the firing paperwork and say, Joe, this is the kind of creativity and uh, interest in the job we need from you in a more regular... Like, where was this when you first started? Stay off of Facebook, stay off social media, come up with ideas like this for our clients. I think I would have had like a teacher moment, get out of my classroom. (laughs) If you would have walked in with a cloud, I would have been like... Eric, what's happening? You're like, this is my emotional support clown. Like, oh no, not in this boardroom. Go home. I would, I would have emailed you your pink slips. I think. It's <laughs> like, I'll just send it to you an email. Then we disagree. <laughs> I, I think it was a brilliant idea. I, I think that. Do you think the firing could have been was more made more difficult, even though they were set in their ways? But like to see this man brought like an emotional companion with him. Actually, actually, my my biggest question from the whole story and cultural differences is when something like this is going to happen in New Zealand, you're allowed to bring someone with you. I read in the article, you're allowed to bring someone with you just for like emotional support in America. They just say you're fired and they're just like being adult parting of part of some people can't be an adult. That's why they get fired. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. That out there. But when you're about to get let go or or terminated, It didn't long, say in the article. Long enough for the clown to be somewhat distracting, making the balloon animals. Um, but I, I credit the guy for creativity. And if I were another ad agency um, in, in New Zealand, in Auckland, I would certainly ring this guy up and go, if you can do this for me all the time, right. you're hired. That's weird. 
I don't know. I I think I would be like a clown, really. What would I you, would bring the mayor. What would you? <laughs> I would bring like someone higher up. I I'd, I'd even try to email you know who. What would your <laughs> Opal Covey? Oh, I'd bring her. She'd be my emotional support person. Yeah, I was gonna say. What, forget about person. What kind of animal would you bring? Oh, a meerkat. I'd go with a puppy because they're cute. Well, they're like they're like the puppies of the wild. Wild is wild. Give me a puppy. Yeah. Uh, look at the puppy picture of you last week on Facebook. Oh, did you see the way Lucy looked into my who's eyes? Who's gonna say no to Who's gonna say no to you with that? Right. Um. <laughs> this was my. Actually, I used that picture for my resume to get my job. We have uh, <laughs> like, hey, look at this puppy. And earlier than ever, uh, panel full of ladies. Next, if you're uh, specifically parents if you're a early a mom we'd love to talk to you and uh between seven and eight you'll hear nelly ride with me when you hear it be call our 10 to get uh tickets to the nelly show next month q105 ladies ladies q105's the morning reboot you're not just helping eric you're helping all men i need help the panel full of ladies 419-240-1055 start dialing hi michelle Hi, how are you? We're excellent this morning. I'm sorry for uh, jarring everybody by making them call so early as there's still eye boogers <laughs> in their face, but here we are. Yeah. Thanks for calling us. You're 50? I am. Um, don't take this through. I'm thir- old. No, you're, one, you're not old. Only The only old is dead, and even then you might not be old. Uh, you don't sound, you have a very youthful voice. I thought the same thing. That's why I asked her twice. I was like, huh? Thank you. Uh, dating? Like, you're actually, like, dating somebody right now? Actually, we've been in a relationship for 28 years. Okay. So, not gonna, not going to get married, are you? I'm not getting married, no. How come, you, how come you're not going to her? How come you, you, um, at this point in my life, I don't know. I just don't, I really don't want to get married. Um, just never have. I... I don't know all the tax things and everything, but I do know I might only get married if if I was like you, deeply committed to this person, and because of like health insurance benefits, like your copays or what? Like I'm totally getting in on that. Other than that, it's worthless. Right. Like look at Adele; she's going to lose half her stuff because she thought she was in love. Whoops! But they're keeping it for the baby. All right, Michelle, you ready to roll here? Three kids. I am. What's the hardest thing you ever had to tell your kids? Uh, um, about their dad, I guess. What about him? Well, he, he lies about me, but I always, you know, I believe that kids should not be brought into your relationship like bad things. You should never tell your, your kids bad things about their parents. Mm. You know, that's up for them to make their own choice. Okay. And um, when they got older, um, they asked, you know, that question, well, why did you leave him? And I told him, you know, he had a problem. No. Okay. And I told him what the problem was. That was hard for me because, um, you know, I don't feel that they need to know all that stuff, right. but he... He already put it out there, so. Okay. My mom was like that, too. Not to cut you off, but, like, my mom, she never spoke 
ill of our father and then until we got older and she filled us in on what happened and i was like oh he was a a face and my mom's like well that was for judgment for you to make well you can't say a whole yeah. so but like it was a judgment for me to make <laughs> well you yeah, yeah you know it's what I mean. not my place to so, tell them what they should think about their father hats off to you being a great mother because that's a that's a good move on your part we talked about i mentioned Thank this you. like two weeks ago it wasn't my dad's place to say that my mom was inefficient as a mom and wife in many ways that was my grandmom's job to say all those things <laughs> yeah um yeah grandparents are good for that michelle have you ever over spoiled your kids like in a regrettable way all the time and um, i bought my son golf clubs when i can afford it because he wanted to be on the golf team Go- you bought him golf and, clubs huh how much did that run um a grand Ooh, good for you. Mother yeah, I of the just, year. you know, I just try. I always wear my kids. I still do. Did I? Um, was he any good at golf or was he just like, Mom, I need oh, these? Oh, yeah. He was okay, good. very good at golf. All right, good. Yeah. Okay, it, it, it wasn't. I'm glad you didn't buy them and then he decided that he wanted to take up like drunken table tennis or something. So. Or drums or something else. <laughs> right. Some, yeah, yeah. Some, maybe something even more expensive. Um, next question. Uh, what's this might fall in line with your fir- the first question, but we'll try anyway. What's a, a, a parenting mistake or a regret you have? Overindulging them. <laughs> so that's the last question. Not making them do chores. Ah. Because cool. I think I made them a little bit lazy. Okay, fair enough. Uh, two more questions. What's the last thing you fell in love with? Oh, a puppy. Ooh. Like fell in love like you took it home or fell in love like you left it wherever it was? Oh, it was my sister's. So okay. <laughs> it left him there. Okay. But yeah, he's he's still there, so I can see him all the time. Good, good. Uh and what is the best thing in your kitchen? Oh. My foreman girls. <sighs> I still use mine and people judge me. Yeah, what's so uh, Michelle Inflin, what's so good about them? Um, because you can cook, you can grill inside. I don't have to fire up that grill to make chicken or. Okay. And it's quick, especially when you, when you don't have time. Okay. Right. And it kind of gets rid of the fat for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. squeeze it down, and then that. it all drips out, right? Yeah. Michelle, yeah. it was a, uh, it was a true pleasure to speak with you this morning. Thanks for calling us. Thank you. Have a good morning. Bye. Uh, it's 6 She was morning. refreshing. Yes, she was. She was like, if White Claw was a person, it'd be Michelle. She was refreshing. We should uh, maybe ask for more calls this early in the morning. Less work we have to do. And I think when you get them early, like, they're just, they're fresh. You know what I mean? Like, they, they say what's in their mind. They don't have time to process. They haven't thought about their day. The filter hasn't turned you got, on yet. Children are still in bed. Like, if you're still, you haven't corralled them out yet. Like, Maybe we should try two one day. Like maybe an early morning one for those moms who are about to be on the go. We can do that. I look at it I like for me, like my brain's not functioning correctly yet. When I wake up in the morning, I made a rule to myself. Um, I cannot fret about health things, mm-hmm. work emails. I cannot fret and panic about those things first thing in the morning because if I get into my day, I'm like, what was I worried about? That wasn't cancer at all. Well, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? Get like, out of bed. Turn my alarm off. Turn your alarm off? I literally go, ugh. Every day. I go, ugh. Uh, it's, it's never like, uh, ugh, I'm awake or a, ugh, I'm ready for the world. It's literally just a, 
do 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 I let out a maybe it's a sleep grunt. Yeah, maybe it's all the energy from the night before. But I was just like, I always do it, and like I got called out on it the other day. Like, you grunt when you wake up. I go, no, I don't. And I notice every time I I just go, Ugh. it's not a sigh, it's not a bad thing. I just go. Ugh. So I, you should grunt when you wake up. Just let release the energy, start a new slate. I I hit stop on my alarm before the second buzz or the loud obnoxious noise, and then I'm I'm up. I turn the shower on. Uh, Turn water on in the sink. Run my toothbrush under. Mm-hmm. Start doing that. Yeah, I, and I leave myself very little time because again, we can't be late. Yeah, uh, it's six nineteen, six twenty now on the morning reboot. Between seven and eight, we'll play Nelly Ride with me. When you hear it, be caller ten. Win tickets to that show. UAW day two of the strike. Details and contract negotiations. Where that's at. We'll get to that and an update on the Perrysburg Dora. <laughs> Good news, bad news, breaking news, fake news, local news, and even real news. Yeah. Just the news you need with the morning reboot with Eric Chase on Q105. You should have a white claw to start your morning every day. Um, that could have worked yesterday because I had nothing to do. I'm not allowed to drink on the clock. He's trying to get rid of me. One is barely alcoholic. They're they are water. Uh, yesterday was, uh, well, today is, is day two of the UAW GM strike, and a top uh, UAW official told uh, GM that if the company had made its latest offer earlier, the union may not have gone on strike. The letter from the UAW president, Terry Detez, the GM's chief bargainer, says the company waited to make the offer until two hours before the contract expired Friday night. He says it would have been possible to reach an agreement and avoid the strike if the company moved sooner. UAW Local 14 president says the strike is about job security. It takes a new hire at GM eight years to get full wage. That's an unacceptable gap, according to Local 14 president Dennis Earle. He says the two sides are far apart on economic issues. They want to keep all the profits they made since bankruptcy. They don't want to share. It's time that they share with the workers. We need to bring up all American workers, said Earle. The last UAW national strike against GM was in 2007. He said what he said. He did. He did. All right. That's a long time to get full wage, but... What does that mean? Maybe the high to get what the highest paid like employee you, gets. You come in at X and to get all the way up to like X max. Is... Yeah, I, I I think that's what it makes sense. I mean, their starting wage is good anyway, but like... Oh, can you imagine being at the seven-year mark in like day 353? And then the strike happened. They'll get there eventually. Strike- I know, I'm just saying, but like, that's... The strike won't and, last forever. And if you put in your work, I mean, go and get it. I, they, they, Like I said yesterday, I don't know if I could be in a work for a company that strikes. Because I don't... A, I don't understand it. B, I don't understand it. And C, I go cross-eyed. I would just be like, can't we just make... I'd be that person. Can't we just make a decision? Like, I'd be that employee. Like, no, this is how this goes. And go, I don't understand. Just... Tell me what to do. Um, more of the proposed Perrysburg door at Levis Common. City council members questioned the size and security of their proposed area. The Levis Commons proposal includes 135 acres of area near the shopping center, including hotels, restaurants, parking lots, and undeveloped land. It's such a large, large piece of real estate there, according to Mark Weber on Perrysburg City Council. Levis Common leaders say they're willing to work with the city and amend their proposal from the operation times to boundary lines and more. According to our friend Allison, who does marketing over there, the committee is going to regroup and look 
look at the boundaries that we originally drew for a very simple rectangular boundary rather than getting complicated with different lines and, and such for signage. At Monday's meeting, those requesting uh, the doors offered to adjust the operational time if the council desired. The current proposal would allow the designated outdoor refreshment area to go from noon until 11, Monday to Sunday, but leaders are willing to adjust the time from 4 until 11 during the week. Uh, some who attended the meeting still question the proposal and if all the changes in discussion discussion are worth it. From a St. Ursula student, it's a family area, especially with the movies and the high school right there. Uh, I didn't hear any discussion on whether we actually need a door in the city at all. City at all, according to Jim Hagen of Perrysburg, my personal opinion is that I don't see the benefit of it. Levis Common leaders believe it will bring a large economic boost, and while they don't have a number to prove it, others agree with them. You would... Some people, some people think the president is is a terrible person. You you would never want me in charge because that per, that person that said my opinion is I don't see the benefit of it. I would ship you to another planet. Listen, as I just said on my Facebook Live video, you don't want me to be mayor because I don't have a good losing face. This person, I don't hear any discussion or whether we really need it or not. Blah 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 blah. I'd be like. It's all about growth, and it stimulates your economy. And I don't want to sound like a politician right now, but it's like I, I want to know the ages of these people that they asked, and if they actually do. Well, they asked a high school student in the story, a high school student, and I'm who don't guess, drink. I'm going to guess Jim is on the other side of old. No, I'm just saying, like, so a high school student who shouldn't have an opinion about drinking anyway. And Jim, do you even go to Levis Commons a lot? Levis Commons a lot. The benefit is bringing revenue into the city to help keep to help keep the city and area thriving, so that your taxes don't have to go up any more than they probably already are in Perrysburg. Really, like I would send you to another universe. <laughs> don't ship them off, Eric. I would. I would be the I teacher. Be, get out of my classroom. I believe the word <laughs> is dictator. <sighs> I. Maybe it's because we go through it here, and like we have two, and knock on wood, we we're very respectful of it. Like you just you you don't don't we are. I'm trying to think of a word. I'm trying to say we're in that thing where we're like this is why we have nice things. No one has effed it up for us yet. Knock on wood. The Doris. Yeah. Yeah. No one has messed it up for us yet. Yeah. The descent is. Mind-numbing. Um, where are the people... There's always a complaint. If this is a work zone, why don't I see workers? Well, they're invisible so that you so that you don't hit them. Um, but where are the workers in the work zone on 475 to 24? 13 ABC reached out to ODOT for an explanation. And this is all part of the plan. Uh, the ramp originally closed back in April for a ramp realignment project and was slated to open this October. Because crews had to realign the ramp and place new dirt, they had to let it settle for at least three months before paving. Um, this is, however, something written into the original project timeline. Crews were delayed in the beginning of the project due to due to a rainy spring, um, but they've made up for lost time. Uh, good news: the ramp is still scheduled to open sometime before sometime this October. This is if you're on 475, actually headed to like Fallen Timbers and mm-hmm. get on the trail. This is that ramp. Uh, Toledo officials will honor Hispanic Heritage Month during a news conference today, 3 o'clock at One Government Center. National Hispanic Hispanic Heritage Month runs September 15th from October 15th. That is a bizarre time frame. It is, but I always thought it was in October. Maybe because I always associate like Day of the Dead and Halloween stuff, but that's... Thank you for educating me because I was like, oh, I didn't know it was... 
now. The Hispanic, uh, the Hispanic community, and and I thought the same before because I was like, why are we doing this? It's it's in September. I thought it was October. Mm-hmm. It's in October. I thought this is slick. Um, the African American community should have done something similar because in a way we didn't they, have a choice. You only have, you, have, you have the shortest month of the year, and it's one month. Now the Hispanic the Hispanic community has tricked us into giving into giving them two separate months. You know what? We'll take our month. All right, we'll we're fine. The mayor will recognize local Ohio distinguished Hispanic Ohioan award winners. Jose Luna, the Hispanic outreach coordinator for TPS. Ezekiel Villa, a decorated Korean War veteran and owner of the longest standing Mexican business in Toledo, El Tipico. Let me tell you about that restaurant. It's so good. Yep. It's it so really good. is that on it's on South Avenue, right? Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's just off the trail. Really yep. good. And uh Nueva Esperanza Community Credit Union, the first Latino focused credit union in Ohio and the, and third in the nation. Nice. Yay. Really, you need to start a petition and be like, hey, how about if we move uh let's move Let's move Black History Month from like February 15th to like May 8th. May 8th? Yeah. That's so random. Who's going to say no? I mean, they could give us a warmer month. Right. I'll give you that. Who's going to say no? (laughs) Not my fellow brothers and sisters. We're all about diversity and equality. (laughs) And you can be like, the white man has all 12 months. (laughs) We deserve at least six weeks. Right. Black History Month is cold, y'all. But we also get Valentine's Day. The uh, Toledo Walleye, and I think I saw pictures of this over the weekend. I wonder why I'm just seeing the story now. The Walleye have set November 23rd as their Hockey Fights Cancer Night and unveiled the purple jerseys that will that they'll auction off after the game. Get it? Hockey Fights? Because they do that in the sport? Oh, okay. Fans will be encouraged to wear purple in a purple out game against Kalamazoo at the Huntington Center. Proceeds from the Jersey auction and other fundraising activities will benefit benefit the ProMedica Cancer Institute and the Walleye wishing well. And last up, Floyd on football, an 89-yard touchdown catch and a spectacular one-handed grab in his return to New York. Odell Beckham Jr. helped lift the Cleveland Browns past the shorthanded and banged up New York Jets. 23-3 last night on Monday Night Football. I wanted to read a line. Beckham traded from the Giants in March, helped the Browns one and one. Do I say the parenthesis part? Can't. Can't. I mean, that's the record now. Bounced back from a 30 point t- loss to Tennessee in their opener to top the Jets 0 to 2. Wait, no. The Jets are now 0 2. Damn, I can't sport. I tried. It's okay. <laughs> I tried. I tried to sport. Did you watch? Did you stumble onto any of the game? Uh, I watched the first half and then I saw them like chest pop and I go, oh, this is not for me. I think they scored early, or maybe they just did a good play. I don't they know. They scored a touch goal. What? What's the touch goal? Is that? Is that like <laughs> when you... Did you? Touchdown. There's not a touch goal? No. So, okay. Never mind. So it's not like when you get a touchdown and then kick into the field goal. That's not a touch goal? Like, you can't combine <laughs> the two? I'm sure you could. Uh, okay, so that's a touch goal now. But in, that's, <laughs> that's like schoolyard football. Like, when you played in... in at recess, as a kid, there were no field goals, so you just got the seven points. Okay, very confusing, right? No, I I played I played youth football with my friends Nick, Tony, and Savannah on Tetherwood in our old Washington local school district, and I I was good. I, they'd be like, Floyd, that's a first down." I go, "Yeah, what the hell does that mean?" Uh, what were the football? <laughs> I think it was. I don't know the sport. Three completions as a first down, or two. I, I forget what the schoolyard or. or uh, 
whatever we played in the street rules were. We'll put it this way. My closest thing to knowing about sports is owning Jock Jams Volume 1 through like 7. Okay. 643, the morning reboot between 7 and 8. We'll play Ride With Me when you hear it. Be caller 10 to score Nelly tickets. More prizes after 715. Tacos and Trivia Tuesday. And next, Shane Gillis, who had some awful things to say in a podcast a couple years old, was on SNL and then got fired yesterday. That's coming up. 652 on Q105, the morning reboot between 7 and 8, which is coming up. It's still dark out. It is, and it's throwing me off because normally around this time the sun's up and we start getting our gears, our hamsters in our bodies start running on the wheel. Gears start cranking, but like right now I'm just like, we'll get there when we get there. Like you were just like, we should go right here. I just go, okay, that was a hiccup. I'm sorry. The noises you hear on this show. <laughs> I could own it. Um, it's the morning reboot. Eric and Floyd between 7 and 8 will play Ride With Me by Nelly. When you hear it, be call or 10 to score tickets to the show next month at the Stranahan. I have a story that I, I, I hope I can do just for you, but I like the actor. And it's, it's a big Disney thing, but I might just be talking to you. And I hope you're excited for it. We'll okay. wrap up with that story here in entertainment. We'll start with what we uh, started the show with earlier this morning. We'll do it for everybody else. SNL cut ties with Shane Gillis. He's the one um, who was announced as a new cast member late last week. And then uh, some podcasts that he was on in the past and some, some audio video podcasts, some videos were shared mm-hmm. of him saying some pretty awful things, I believe homophobic, and definitely um, some racist things towards Asian people. But he's a comedian, so he even threw out an apology if you were offended. I was following up on the story, and I don't know if it's true, but like you know my philosophy, it's a rumor, it's good enough for me. Apparently, after this podcast, him and whoever this guy, I haven't listened to it, they went out to a BAR afterwards, and it continued. So it wasn't like it was just said on a podcast, it was like said also offside. So it wasn't just for podcasts or for giggles. So it's, he may may live that life. If you're going to say awful things... Do it when no one's listening right. or recording you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, for him to be... I'm just saying, because I'm a comedian, but, like, you also kept the dialogue and conversation going after the fact. And there's been multiple people who said they heard you and your friend pounding drinks back. I don't need to... You know what I mean? I, I, so, don't, I don't even care. But he I, said I, what he said, and we are know. Yes. Uh, after talking... From Lauren Michaels, the creator of SNL, after talking with Gillis, we've decided he won't be joining SNL. We want SNL to have a variety of voices and points of view within the show, and we hired Shane on the strength of his talent as a comedian and his impressive audition for SNL. Uh, the language he used is offensive, hurtful, and unacceptable. We're sorry that we did not see these clips earlier and that our vetting process was not up to standard shane gillis released his own statement on on twitter it feels ridiculous for comedians to be making serious public statements but here we are i'm a comedian who was funny enough to get uh, to get snl that can't be taken away of course i wanted an opportunity to prove myself in snl but i understand it wouldn't be too much of a distraction i respect the decision they made i'm honestly grateful for the opportunity and as floyd and i both agree <laughs> that's where the stop st- there that's where the statement should have ended it did not there was another sentence i was always a mad tv guy anyway now look i don't necessarily know the context of that but it wasn't needed and it kind of echoes back to the fact of what he said on the original video that got him in trouble was he was childish petulant and in those in in those videos very mean you don't know the context of that statement i know the context it's another sketch comedy show and he's i know that girl bye not you him just childish behavior the point is he 
there is there's room to argue whether or not he was being serious or not, which is just another reason why it should not have been included. Idiot. <laughs> That's, he, he's the idiot. That's the best word to describe him. Can you do me a favor? Can you quickly look up to see how old he is? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, a professional performer. I think he's a, a, quite a decorated comedian. I'm sure he has First thousands search. of followers. Like, you, you know better. Um... And we talked about this much more in depth earlier in the show. You can go back and get that on the podcast. Uh, text Eric to our text number, and you'll get the link for today's show. Could Jennifer Lawrence and Cook Maroney be married secretly? The rumor mill is working at full power after uh, the star and her art dealer boyfriend were reportedly spotted at a courthouse in New York City. And a since-deleted tweet, an eyewitness shared, when you go get your marriage license, and Jennifer Lawrence walks by to tie the knot before your eyes. Yeah, kids, City Hall is cool. The place to go. This past June, they celebrated their first anniversary, their first anniversary, or at least that's what people think. It's unclear when they officially started dating, but if public outings are any indication, then summer of 2018 was when their love story began. He was born in 88. So he's 31? Mm. Yeah. Seemingly, people are always learning lessons when we believe they should know better, but... Oh, boy. Please listen to what Floyd had to say earlier in the show about how this could have been a great opportunity for him to make real good out of this. It, it could have been, and I'm and I'm a black guy saying this about all the stuff he said, so... Ugh, idiot. All right, keep going, sorry. This is a big story, and it's everywhere, and I only have to ask, I wonder how relevant it is now. You probably saw the story that Netflix agreed to start streaming Seinfeld. I, I didn't, but it was just flashed on the TV screen. Uh, all 180 episodes of the legendary comedy Seinfeld will start streaming in Netflix in 2021. The deal for Seinfeld, Seinfeld comes after Netflix announced in June it would be losing its most popular TV show, The Office. They also won't have Friends. Netflix will still carry the show for more than a year. Uh, still carry the show for more than a year, but NBC isn't extending the license further with NBC Universal streaming service, which launches next year. Seinfeld originally ran from 1989 to 1998 on NBC. So still a year away and that's a big get for them. I I don't, I used to, when I had TV, I would Mm -hmm. flip that on because it was always being syndication at like 7 or 7.30 before something I wanted to watch. And I'd watch it, I'd laugh, I enjoyed the episodes. I wonder how that show translates to people who who might just start watching it now. Because it it was essentially a show about nothing, right? That that was their, that was their, I remember that was their go-to when I remember, Mm -hmm. never watched Seinfeld. However, I watched the series finale, because just like everyone else did, and I was like, oh, I kind of chuckled. I loved it. I, it was yeah. one of those shows I loved watching with my dad. I wonder how it's aged mm-hmm. for these times, because I'm pretty sure there were no cell phones there, certainly no <laughs> right. smartphones, right. and, and I, I just wonder if people who might just pick it up now, mm-hmm. or, or might know a little about it, and go try to watch it now, and go, this... This, like, is it funny? I, it, it's, it's like watching black and white for some people. It's definitely iconic because, like, there's like I said, I don't know much about it, but I know Kramer always ran in and shook his head, and George was always spastic, and everyone knows the Elaine dance. You have some very Kramer qualities to you. Me? Yes. I, I feel that. I, you know what? I'm okay with that. And I remember the one episode where the big mystery. What was his first name? Yes, Cosmo. Cosmo. Sorry yeah. to ruin that for you. No, no. no. Oh, for them. Yeah. Should have known that. It's fine. But no, I, I, I guess I do like the show when I do see it. It's very much like Two Broke Girls or Mike and Molly. I never watched them when they were on, but like I sit home now. I'm just like, oh, why didn't I? Wa-? 
Big Bang Theory is another show. Never watched it while I was on, but it's always in reruns. I'm just like, huh. If we have any Seinfeld fans listening, could you send Floyd some of your favorite episodes for him to do some homework on? And then I'd like you to report back. For people that might be younger than us and might be interested in a show, you can say whether you think it's a good idea for them to get into. I'm down. Okay. I, you know, Yeah, and I like Jerry Seinfeld. I like that whole cast. Even when Mr. Man went on his little rant. I mean, he went, he oh, went Kramer, off the deep end yes. for a minute. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, last story. This is just for you. If nobody else wants to listen, I'm not supposed to tell you that. But this is this is a big deal because it's it's the anchor show for when Disney Plus starts in now less than two months. Wait, wait. Is it like a new show? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. So I'm a big fan of Pedro Pascal, who I think I made you watch the Game of Thrones video, the Game of Thrones video of his death, mm. where his eyeballs are squeezed out. Yeah, that was. I love the actor. He's also in Narcos and other things. Um, he originally thought he was playing Boba Fett in Disney's The Mandalorian TV show. That's the anchor show that'll start Disney Plus in a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, that show was announced by showrunner John Favreau, who did Lion King and Iron Man back in 2018. Uh, this Star Wars series will tell the story of a lone gunfighter who emerges in between the fall of the Empire and the rise of the First Order and will premiere on Disney Plus the day it launches in November. <laughs> it's like porn to me when you said that. I was like, oh. <laughs> I want, so here's from, here's from Pascal. I wanted to meet John Favreau. I didn't care what he wanted me to do. So we met in John's office, which was covered with story illustrations from this show. And I noticed the Mandalorian, a Boba Fett-looking character immediately. Uh, I thought to myself, oh, it's amazing. They're finally going to get into this character. John talked about the story the visuals and tone I thought it was amazing and finally asked well who am I I'm pointing to the different characters creatures and aliens in the concept art and John just looked at me and said you're the Mandalorian I was like what I get to play Boba Fett? He said, no, he's not Boba Fett. He's the Mandalorian. I couldn't have imagined a better moment. The Mandalorian was created in part because of the hype for a Boba Fett film, which never happened, Mm -hmm. but um, this allows Pascal and Favreau to create a completely new and individualized character. I'm okay with that, and I just looked him up, and I'm like, "Mm, it's good eye candy. I can't say his full name, though. Who? Pedro Pascal. That's good enough for me. Right. Yes, he has he has three other names. With, I'm lo- with little asterisks and apostrophes over it. I'm like, he's from Chile. Uh, Gina Carano and several other noticeable names are in this, and, and this is their this is the the launch show for this entire network, uh, November twelfth or something. I'm in. I'm. If I can loan you my my login. I will. Is that how this works? 702 with the morning reboot. You're listening for a Nelly song between 7 and 8. We're also going to play Tacos and Trivia Tuesday. If you know your J-Lo, we have concert tickets for you to come. Q105. Put me and my food when you're eating tacos. Nothing says Toledo like Tacos, Trivia, and Eric Chase. We've got two of the three right now. Oh, my tacos. Tuesday. On Q105's The Morning Reboot. Wait, who's on line two? We have uh, Melissa's on line two, Amanda's on line one. Melissa! Hi! Hi, roll your windows up, okay? They are up. All right, it's very loud in your car. I'm sorry. All right, I'll, you stand by, okay? <laughs> if, uh, if Amanda, good morning, Amanda. Good morning. If Amanda fails to get these questions right, you'll get one lifeline from Floyd. We'll uh, move on to Melissa and other callers if needed to answer these questions for the Lauren Daigle tickets. Are you a Jennifer Lopez fan? Um, kind of. Okay. I'm super nervous now. Why are you nervous? <laughs> because I had to sit there that one and then I overthought everything. I'm <laughs> terrified. <laughs> Just take a deep breath. Calm your mind and and let your instinct take take over. These we've re- we've made these questions easier since the dawn of the game. 
Okay, uh, that's good. And if you listen closely and can put the nerves aside, usually the answers are baked into the questions. Okay. All right, first up, um, what year was Selena in theaters? 2007, 1997, 1987? Um, 97? What was J-Lo's first single? If You Had My Love, Waiting for Tonight, Love Don't Cost a Thing. The last one. What judge's departure got J-Lo her idol hosting spot? Ellen, Simon, or Randy Jackson? Simon? How many times has J-Lo been married? One, two, or three times? Which of these artists has which of these artists has never been on a song with J Lo? Fat Joe, Ja Rule, Eminem. Eminem. Amanda, you only got two right. You got the first and the last one right. Nice That's try. So sad. Okay, thank you. All right, have a good morning. Did she leave? I hung up on Melissa. Melissa, call back. I'm so sorry. How did you think you did with those? Melissa, call us back. 419-240-1055. I got all of them right, except one. How do you know? Because I'm pretty sure. Which One, one you, question I don't know. Which, which one do you think you, you botched? The, the idol question. I wrote down what I thought think it is, so I can't change my answer. So M- Melissa might have just said, you know what? The questions are too tough. Uh, for Uh-oh. or 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 This is Melissa, right? Who's this? Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Stephanie, right? Yes. All right, let's give this a go. All right. Um, Actually, hold on one second. Melissa? Hello? Melissa? (laughs) Yes? All right, hold on one second. I want to hang on. Stephanie, don't go anywhere. All right, Melissa, here we go. Um, Okay. What year was Selena in theaters? 2007, 97, or 87? 97. What was J-Lo's first single, If You Had My Love, Waiting for Tonight, or Love Don't Cost a Thing? If You Had My Love. What judge's departure got J-Lo her idol uh, judging spot? Uh, Ellen, Simon, or Randy Jackson? Randy Jackson. How many times has J-Lo been married? One, two, or three times? Three. Which of these artists has never been on a song with J-Lo? Fat Joe, Ja Rule, Eminem. Eminem. <sighs> Melissa, you got four out of five right. You got the third one wrong. Thanks for getting this back, though, okay? Thanks. I got them all right! Stephanie? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> now, you've let two people get wrong answers in front of you. There's no reason you should get these wrong, okay? You're right. What year was Selena in theaters? You just want to tell me the answer? 97. What was J-Lo's very first single? Um, the second one. <laughs> I'll give you the choices. If You Had My Love, Waiting for Tonight, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Waiting for Tonight. Hmm. What judge's departure got J-Lo her idol uh, judging spot? Ellen, Simon, or Randy Jackson? Ellen. How many times has she been married? One, two, or three times? Three. Which of these artists has never been on a song with J-Lo? Fat Joe, Ja Rule, Eminem. 
You got four out of five right. Ah! Oh, okay, Steph, Steph. Steph. <sighs> if I give you me, we can just, this is how it's got to we can be. Just hang on to these First tickets. All, we'll save them. Um, we're, I'm declaring uh, no winner today. Do you have that on the thing? If you had my love? Can you just play a little bit of it? I, I just love it's that song. It's not going to make anybody win. I know, but I'm just saying, I just love was that, that song. A, was that a hard question? No. It's, That's my favorite Jennifer Lopez song, like, and it's the originator. It's hard if you don't know oh! the answer. Uh, Selena was 97. Ellen left after one year. She became a judge. She was married to somebody before uh, Mark Anthony and Chris Judd. Yeah, she was. Spanish guy. Yeah. And Eminem has never been in a song. In fact, Eminem ripped her a lot on songs. If you had my love and I gave you all my trust, would you comfort me? Ah, oh, so such a good and that dance break in the middle of this song. Oh, good so old sorry. Gen Gen. So that means. But you know what? It's t- sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's the gamble you take with trivia. This is not kids' t-ball. Right. Everybody does not win on this show. And that those are some good. You threw me for. I just literally wrote down Ellen for the American Idol because I was like, because I think they replaced Simon with Nikki and. Mariah, Mariah, because drama. But yeah, I, Ellen was there one year, and yeah, then J Lo hopped with on. that random girl who writes songs, Christina. I I remember. Her yeah, name. I can't say her name. I remember her name. Yeah. Um. Sorry, no winner today. But it's okay. You get a free podcast later on. That's always nice. No songs, no commercials. I do like how confident Stephanie was. Like she was like, "Waiting for tonight," and I just went. Mm. Am I executing this so that those that miss early on should have a very easy chance afterwards? Well, this proves that you should always pay attention. Maybe she mm-hmm. called in because we're, we're on a slight delay, but like she was excited. Uh, we do have Nelly concert tickets to come. And our friend, uh, so you're listening for Ride With Me when you hear that song be caller 10. Our friend Desmond from uh, Coleman Race will be dropping by because we're less than two weeks out for that. And he does have the voice of God, right? Mm. I have something we're going to do with him coming up. 735 Q105, the morning reboot. This is now uh, like a couple out of, I think, three Nelly winners that you know randomly. So either you're popular well, uh, or giving away <laughs> tickets to your friend. No, like, mm. I, uh, first off, don't start this because then people are going to be mad. I'm going to get cussed out. I had him pick the number. Desmond from he Coleman. Had, he picked is here the caller 10. Well done. Nicely done. Well, thank you. Uh, wow. Eric, I need you to leave the room for a minute. Hang on, I have I, I have some fu- some unexpected fun planned for us. We know De- Desmond's been here enough times where we'll play along. What was our winner's name for Nelly? Donna V from BG. Okay, we will do Nelly tickets tomorrow. She heard "Ride with Me" was caller ten uh, tomorrow between eight and nine. I haven't picked the song yet, but tomorrow between eight and nine will be the hour for our Nelly song. All right, uh, Desmond from Coleman is here. We are less than two weeks out from I'd say the race, but the race is because you do Finley as well. Yes. Yes, we do. Thanks so much for having me this morning. And yes, yeah, so we we are crazy people. We decided to do two races back to back. So on Saturday, we have the Findlay race. And on Sunday, the 29th, we have the Toledo race. So we literally throw it all up on Friday night in Findlay, have the race in the morning, tear it down, put it on a truck, take it to Toledo, set it all up again, have the race, and then we're done by like 
one o'clock in the afternoon on mm. Sunday. And then, as you pointed out, uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. It uh, and then it starts all <laughs> back up again. Absolutely, uh, about thirty thousand people or so, I'd guess, between the two markets, uh, mm-hmm. helping to fight breast cancer, to fund research, and so much more. There's an event that now I'm guessing everybody knows about this. The, the marketing efforts have been stellar. Oh well, thank Rent you very Desmond's much. Bosses, wow, uh, you are truly inescapable. Um, races a couple of Sundays away here in Toledo, anyway, a week from this Sunday. But there's an event Saturday for those that are a little bit late to the party? Indeed. Well, you know, what we've discovered is that uh, everyone just likes to take their sweet time Mm -hmm. in registering, which, you know, I would be as well. So this Saturday and Sunday, we're going to be at Franklin Park Mall helping people register, and also people who have registered previously can pick up their t-shirts and packets at Franklin Park. So that's a a big thing for a lot of people. I think 90% of the calls I've been getting thus far have been, where can I get my t-shirt? Right. Right. Yeah. One thing I remember when I moved here seven years ago, um, they I was warned that it is a we're a very last minute town. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll we'll show up when the gun for the race is about mm-hmm. to go off, but we can't do that. Right. Um, a lot of logistics go into this. Uh, I think I saw that it's it's like forty five bucks to register day of. Yeah. So you know we're trying to trying to help people at least push it back a day. So if you want to register online, I encourage you to do so before 4 o'clock of the day before each race. So Please. that way, that's when we cut off online registration, and that's when the price will jump up to 45 bucks. So right. save yourself, you know, 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. Register uh, online. You can pick up your T-shirt at one of our sites or at on the day of the race if you are so inclined. If they can't, uh, by the way, Floyd, come join us Saturday morning from 9 to 11 at the mall. You're, you're tempting me. You know what? I'll be there. Thank you. Oh, wow. You heard it here first. Smudged makeup and probably a hangover. How about some. uh, Anything for the voice. Oh. Oh. The voice of God. How about some white Nike monarchs to do some mall walking in? First up, only if I can wear a 1984 windbreaker jumpsuit. Please. I'll wear mine too. Done. Boom. We will be rocking them all. Uh, coming up. There are some other dates as well. For some reason, people can't make it out then, correct? Yes. So if you can't make it to Franklin Park Mall this weekend, you can also join us at Brondy's Ford in Maumee at their new location that's right off of... Uh 475. Yep. Really beautiful. We're going to be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday uh, before the race. So that's the 26th, okay. 7th, and 8th. All right. Any other thing? Are there other things we haven't talked about? We're all very familiar with Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Sure. Uh, more diagnoses all the time, but we're beating this more than ever before. It's such a great mm-hmm. event that we have downtown. Yes. You know, it is, it's so much fun. It's a really, truly a family-friendly event. We're There's a really fun kids area that has actually moved, crazily enough, to the kids area in Fifth Third Field, where there's a play, there's a playground and benches. We're like, wow, we've really stepped it up. And then the kids can also run the bases at Fifth Third Field, which is great. The survivor area, which is now called Hope Village, okay. uh, to be more inclusive to our metastatic uh, breast cancer patients. Uh, that is a wild time. If you're a survivor or someone living with metastatic disease, I encourage you to get in there and have some great time. Can you? I know what that means, but I'm wondering in which context you mean and why the name change for that. Sure. So uh, metastatic, uh, someone who's living with metastatic disease is someone whose cancer has progressed to stage four. Okay. So stage four is when it has spread outside of the original area. Say, right. you know, if you have uh, breast cancer in your left breast, it has traveled out through the lymph system, mm. and then is now actually present in other parts. The more com- most commonly, brain, lung, and liver, and bone are the places where uh, breast cancer seems to settle. 
And so once that has happened, that is when we would say it has become a terminal disease. And when and those people are the people that are also welcoming and encouraged to be a part of Hope Village? Absolutely. Okay. So And the reason that we changed the name from Survivor Tent to Hope Village is because the people who are living with metastatic disease often say, well, technically, I'm not a survivor because... Right. It may be many years until it happens, but breast cancer is going to claim my life right. once okay. you've reached this stage. So they don't like necessarily the term survivor. So Hope Village is inclusive to mm, everyone. We just make sure that everyone okay. feels welcome in that space. Uh, a week from this Sunday is arguably the very biggest event in downtown Toledo. 20-some thousand people. Please get registered. Mm-hmm. Website, Facebook page. Absolutely. So you can uh, join us. Uh, there's a Facebook event. there. You can get uh, get to us on Facebook, Komen NW Ohio. Uh, and then also our website is ToledoRace.com. So join us, register. Um, I actually just uh, had a, a lady come to us who said that she had been kind of Really feeling like, yeah, I've done the races many times. Uh, you know, do I really know where the money goes? Mm-hmm. You know, and then last year she decided not to do the race. In October, she was diagnosed with breast cancer mm-hmm. and received Komen funds Good. to help her with her treatment. Mm-hmm. And so she's now she's on board. Her name is Rose Clapp. She is our, she's our best friend, and nice. we are just appreciate her so much because she was willing to say, hey. I had my doubts. I didn't necessarily know where all this was going. And she's like, no, it's coming to me. That's what happened. Right. Good. And it was amazing. I'm not asking any questions about illnesses. That's <laughs> <laughs> karma, but I'm glad yeah. Rose as well. Yes. Um, all right, let's switch gears here a little bit. You've been here all the time. I don't want to, by any chance, bore people, even though there's oh. always new listers coming in to find out what's going on with Komen. Um, come out Saturday morning, get registered, biggest day, blah, all that stuff. Would you have a problem using Floyd's headphones? I'd like you to have headphones for this, but I don't want you to mess your hair up. It's totally fine. My hair okay. is very messable. So here's what we've done. We we know that you are like a, a voice of a higher power. I have selected some epic movie themes. <laughs> oh and my. I would like you to read, as noted in the email, the boilerplate stuff from uh, your Komen emails to a variety of epic movie themes. <laughs> Floyd, do you want to throw on the other the junkie headphones just so you can follow along with this? So switch on Desmond Voice Guy, vo- uh, Voice God. All right. And, um, These are Ashley's headphones. Oh man, I have so many good choices here. Let's start with this one. Susan G. Komen, Northwest Ohio, invites the Northwest Ohio community to join the fight against breast cancer at the Race for the Cure 5K and Walk events in Findlay on Saturday, September 28th in 2019 and in Toledo on Sunday, September 29th. While these events are wonderful celebrations of fun, hope, and fitness, they exist for a serious reason. But we'll pick up uh, there in a second. Next up, continue going. The Findlay and Toledo Race for the Cure events provide year-round funding for women and men in our 24-county services area who need breast cancer screenings, breast cancer treatments, child care, and transportation for patients and breast health education, advocacy, and so much more. Those who register and donate to the race also help to energize the best breast cancer research aimed at finding the cures for breast cancer, including... Sorry. Mm. Keep going. Including research happening right here in Northwest Ohio. That was excellent. That was good. All I could have imagined. Like, can you deliver my eulogy? 
Absolutely. Okay. Are you uh, it might just be me singing Danny Boy. But, no, you know. that's fine. I don't even care. Just as long as you throw in like seven rings by Ariana Grande, I'd be the happiest corpse ever. I'd be like, yes. You planning to die? No, I'm just saying like I need, you know, I'm on a level of extra. I need a good voice to deliver it. I love you, Tiana. That's my sister, but I need a voice. I don't need a nasally woman voice. I need a man's voice. Wow. Maybe uh, maybe your sister can uh, can just lip sync the eulogy. She'll write the speech. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> then I'll you vo- deliver it. I'll voice it, and then she can uh, she can just follow along. I'm in. Okay, Desmond, good to good. see you. Oh, thank you so uh, much. Good well, to see you as well. well. Hey, hey, thanks for having me today. <laughs> um, well, I'll see you on Saturday. Yes, indeed. And then I think you're going to pop back in next week. Yes, we are. Uh, we've got entertainment news to get to. I got a Kevin Hart story. I still wonder why his wife took him back. We'll do that before eight. Seven fifty-seven on Q one hundred five. We already played our Nelly song for the day. Congratulations to Donna Eve. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow between eight and nine a.m., we will play a Nelly throwback for you to be caller Tim to win the tickets. It's like. 80s, 90s entertainment day on the show. I'm okay with that. Seinfeld goes to Netflix in a couple of years. Now, Dan Aykroyd is suiting up to return to the most iconic franchise of his career. The actor recently confirmed he'll star in Jason Reitman's anticipated Ghostbusters sequel, which will serve as a follow-up to the 1984 original. That's got to be wrong, because we know there was one a couple of years ago. And then there was the often overlooked greatness of Ghostbusters 2. Featuring Bobby Brown. Oh, every little step I take, you you will be. Yes. And don't be cruel. And, uh, Uh, oh, God. Uh, 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 what was Tinderoni? On our own. I don't know that one. Oh, oh my God. Okay, I don't know. Okay. I'll play it for you. Okay. Got a proton pack. You know. I, I wanted to be him growing up. Useless information. Bobby Brown? Oh, I wanted to. Thank God you. I Well, now that I got older, I was like, oh, okay. A poor man's Ike Turner, right? I listen. He he pumped out good tunes, and I was like seven, and I was there for it. Uh, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast and said he is coming back. Sigourney Weaver previously shared she will also be appearing and tease the return <coughs> of Bill Murray. Hmm. So, did you see? Did someone pass those in the original cast, or was that the like director died? <clears throat> I'm not sure. There's four Ghostbuster men, right? Didn't one Winston, I, Ernie Stewart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Harold Ramis died. Okay. Egon. That's, there we go. Oh, yeah, that's one I remember. Did you watch the cartoon Saturday mornings? With the three of them? No, there were four. There, well, there was original Ghostbusters with three people. Oh, that's why they changed the, the original. Yeah. It was so confusing to me when I was like five. Mm-hmm. It was confusing now, and I'm 36. So I was you, like, what? So, so you watched them. I did watch both of them, actually. Hmm. By the way, quick side note. A couple of brands that have not been preyed upon to be exploited for reboots or anything. I know we're getting another Mortal Kombat movie. It it started production this week. Yeah, with some great stars. Mm -hmm. It's time for Thundercats, and somebody's got to do He-Man right. Okay, so I'm here, I'm there, and I'm going to nerd out for a second because yours is Transformers. We already got that. If y'all can just do right by me and give me a good Voltron, I'll be You didn't like the Netflix ones? No, I was. I didn't get into it. I didn't. I, maybe I was just okay. stuck in my '80s ways. Um, I, I have just a, a terrible thing to share with you. But first, we'll do the Kevin Hart story. A woman who appeared in a 2017 sex tape with him is suing Ooh. him and others for 60 million. <clears throat> 28-year-old model Montia Sabag claimed she was secretly recording, having consensual intercourse with Hart in Vegas. Um, Sabag in the suit claims she had no knowledge that the intimate activity depicted in the video of her and Hart was being recorded. 
Uh, the video, I don't need to read that part. Uh, it was published online in September of 2017. At the time, Hart addressed the, the incident publicly and claimed he was being extorted. Soon thereafter, she held a press conference alongside celebrity attorney Lisa Bloom to deny the extortion accusations. Uh, the lawsuit state Hart wanted to attract additional publicity and media attention through the video and increase his overall pop culture status. He took to social media with an apology for his wife, Aniko Hart, and kids. I made a bad error in judgment. I put myself in a bad environment where only bad things can happen, and they did. And in doing that, I know that I'm going to hurt people closest to me. Why did his wife take take him back other than the fact that he's super rich? Uh, I don't know. I just... When you have the photographic evidence, I just put myself in a partner situation. Like, it's one thing for you to tell me, but one thing you to tell me, and then there's evidence, and then there's evidence that everyone can see. I Money talks, I guess. And they have kids, so that takes them, that plays in a big role. I know I totally overlooked the fact that, that, that somebody did a bad thing, and, and we're... They released the tape for what she said, or she's trying to extort them. But the marriage part of it, I don't have. And, and I'm and, and when you say that, I'm like, I just don't have a forgiving bow when it comes to that. Right. I just, I'd be, I'd be that conniving spouse. I'd compare. Oh, you're gonna go out with her again? Like you know, I'd be that person who just rehash it over and over, and it'd just be toxic. And in the end, someone would die. They'd make a TV movie out of me. Eh. And then Sam writes you a blank check to go. <laughs> He'll say, I want you to go to Somerset this weekend. Don't come back until my bank account tells you no more. <laughs> no, uh, no, I have no. one last thing, and, and it, it pains me to share this, because I think this is awful. Come to me. What is that? Is that any good? No. Who? What was that? Hold on. It. There's some '80s musicality in there. To me, it sounds like something that that got left off a Cindy Lauper album. It. So this person has been teasing uh, new music for quite some time, and I guess now is a timely uh, way to do it, or a, a timely time to release it because uh, Fall TV will be returning soon. That poignant song seems to tell the story of a person whose life's dreams and aspirations somehow got away from them, and they're trying to reclaim lost time. It's the first time this person will have released new music since the 2009 album, Amanda Lee. When I Wasn't Watching is Mandy Moore. Come to me. Stop, stop. My favorite version of me disappeared. No. Through longer days. We need to hear a lot of it. Remember when she tried to be like an artist and like extraordinary? Like she had like all these folklore types. Mm-mm. Girl, bye. Hit it. You know what? Your time has passed. Just be an actress. Her voice is is very good, but the, I don't like the music in this. It doesn't. It, she's. Have you ever watched her perform live? Like she does like lounge shows, and she is really good live. I, I will not discredit her talents ever. But, like, she does this thing where, like, she does candy, and she's like, oh, I forgot the lyrics. I'm like... much better now. (sighs) None will be, I want to be with you, though. Or I got my pennies in my pocket. Oh! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you do the give it to me part? Yes! That's the best part of the whole song! 
lies. <sighs> Ready? Here we go. Give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give it to me. She says it twice. Zoning out now. Oh, longest intro ever. Oh. I'm so addicted to the loving that you feed in the bed. Oh, Mandy, Mandy, Mandy. One more time. Come to me. There's something weird. There's something there, but that ain't it. 804 with the morning reboot. Between 8 and 9 tomorrow morning on the show, a throwback Nelly song for tickets. Friends from the Red Cross will join us next. Q105 Studios, sponsored by Nation. 818 on the morning reboot here on Q105. Our friend Jeffy McGee will be by a little bit after 830. We will play the trailer game to get ready for the, uh, well, I'll get ready for the Brad Pitt movie that comes out this week. And Jeff will give you what to watch, stream and download before we wrap up this morning. For the first time ever on, on radio, perhaps this was done somewhere else, we're going to extract blood from the audience. Ask me how we're going to do that. <laughs> how are we going to do that, Eric? They're, they're barely going to know. Oh. Uh, let's welcome in uh, Rachel and Angie from the Red Cross. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Hi, thanks for having us. Of course. Rachel, we'll start with you. Uh, we're in the wake uh, of a big, massive hurricane that devastated mm-hmm. um, the Bahamas, which is not necessarily ours, but we do like to help out, and parts uh, down in the southeast area. Um, and when things like this happen, there's usually an urgent need for blood, correct? Sure. You know, and when... One of the things that we'll stress today is is when stuff like that happens or we have big major disasters, whether it's a hurricane, wildfires, I mean, those areas, if we have scheduled drives, we have to cancel them. So Mm -hmm. those are uncollected units. Um, And so one of the ways... that we encourage people when we're, we're in, we call gray skies. So we've got blue skies and gray skies. So when the Red Cross is in gray skies, meaning that we're responding to a major disaster, you know, if you can't help us by making a financial contribution to disaster relief, then we encourage people to go donate a pint of blood. As mm-hmm. you know, um, it can't be manufactured. And we want to make sure, you know, when the doctors and nurses are in a trauma situation or any situation, that there's enough blood on the shelves for them to grab. So, so that's one, you know, I say it's one easy way to give back mm-hmm. to the Red Cross, but certainly. Certainly, it's something that I think people overlook. Uh, I know I always see whenever there's some kind of disaster, whenever I'm watching a program, it's usually very easy to text and give a couple of bucks Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Angie, blood here in our area, um, how do we keep it at the levels it needs to be at? And if you could explain why that's so important anyway, because I think a lot of us overlook it until it's short. Absolutely. And um, when you need blood, you need blood. So it was a tough summer for us. Um, Summers are always tough. Usually after the 4th of July, we enter in an appeal mode to the community, um, encouraging donors to come out because the, the shelves this summer were so completely bare. Mm. I mean, what that means is that blood donations, they're going out faster than we can even collect them. Is that just happenstance? Have we been attacked by vampires? Like what happens? (laughs) Why is there a shortage? It's it's not like gasoline or something. Explain that if you could. It's a good question. Um, there's a lot of different reasons. And I always go back to, there was that generation that gave and gave and gave. Mm-hmm. It was part of their civic duty to give and sure. donate blood. That's how they were raised. And we're losing those people. Um, the other thing too, you know, um, people are on medications. There's yeah. sometimes medications that might defer you and you were not able to give. Mm. Um, there's people that travel. So if you go to certain areas, you're deferred for a year. 
because of where you've been. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a lot more, uh, a lot more uh, protocols to follow to keep mm-hmm. people safe that prevents some uh, the stocking up of the blood. Mm-hmm. Right, and and two, just that audience is shrinking, and that's part of our goal right now. We need to look at what we've lost. And this past summer, we had a campaign called Missing Types, and the goal of Missing Types was to generate three hundred and twenty-five thousand additional appointments, blood donation appointments, Mm -hmm. and collect 50,000 new donors. And that's what we're trying to do. We start at a very um, young age. We have programs uh, in the elementary schools, and no, they can't donate, (laughs) um, but they can have their parents or their loved ones come in or their grandparents or their aunts and their uncles, um, siblings. So we start with elementary schools and carry that forward all the way up to the high school and colleges. Mm -hmm. Um, 20% of our blood that we collect uh, comes from high schools and colleges. And when you think about the summer and what's not happening over at the right. University of Toledo or Bowling Green. <laughs> no one's there. Right. No one's there. So yeah. that's a lot of blood that, that we're not able to collect and that's what puts it at the um, puts us in this deficit. And then when we have a situation like a hurricane and we weren't affected up here by the weather, um, but they were forced to cancel blood drives down there. So right. the Red Cross is always working with the areas that we support um, to redistribute, to, to make sure that we're doing our part. If we have um, excess blood here, we're going to make sure that it's used someplace else. Nothing is ever, ever, ever wasted. Mm. That's um, that's a precious gift, that blood that we collect. So we want to make sure that it's absolutely used in the best way possible to serve the communities that we support. Angie and Rachel from the Red Cross, if someone would like to get involved and become, perhaps hopefully, a, a regular donor, how could they go about doing that? So if they've donated before, um, they're probably familiar with the process. If it's a new donor, I would strongly suggest going to redcrossblood.org. It's an amazing site. Um, if somebody's a little bit nervous, maybe because they haven't done this before, it's always good to take a friend with you or a family mm. member or a loved one. Um, there's strength in numbers for sure. So, um, But Get Lost in that site has a lot of great information. And sometimes people just aren't familiar with it. They haven't done it, so they're a little bit afraid of it. And once you, it's there's nothing better. I was just um, at a, as a business downtown, first time donor. And when you go up to that donor and they're done with their donation, how'd you do? I'll be back. You know, cool. that's a great, great mm-hmm. thing. You, that first donation is so important. What's the process like? I was going to ask the same thing. Like, how long is it? How long well, does it take? We usually say to allow about an hour for a blood donation. And there's things that you can do to speed up that process a little bit. We have something that we call Rapid Pass, and it allows you to answer the health history questions in advance the day of the blood drive so therefore you save about 15 minutes because people are busy so that's sure. important for them mm-hmm. to know and that's on redcrossblood.org too Good you know yeah and and the other thing too you know 1-800 red cross give them a call um they can let you know what community drives are in your area and um when you need to show up so you just schedule your appointment we we absolutely encourage appointments because again people are busy and we want to make sure that donor experience is a really positive one and we're moving them through quickly and and allowing them to give their donation. Um, obviously, somebody asked earlier about, do we still serve cookies and juice and all that good stuff? And yeah. we do. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I think we all did it in high school. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah, you got out of class. You got out of class. Let's be honest. But, you know, one of the other things that we've um, implemented as an organization as of a couple of years ago is that um, donors, once their blood is sent to a hospital for somebody, you get an email and said, you know, your gift was just delivered to you know, this hospital, mm. you know, to help somebody in need. And I think seeing that full mm-hmm. circle process is something that kind of makes you, it makes you feel good. You know that it was needed and you know that it was used. And it really kind of just re-solidifies why we do this. 
I would do it just to get my blood in other people and continue world yes. domination. Yes. Yeah, well, now absolutely. I have mind control so, over you. So dark. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> so dark. I, I, I don't know the answer, so I don't want to throw it out there, so I'll ask the experts. Isn't there one blood type that is more important to have and harder to find than others? Well, I always answer that in, in my way, and I'm not sure if it's right or wrong, but it's all important. Right. There are things to think about. For example, I'm O negative. 7% of the population is O negative. That's great because I'm a universal donor. Right. Anybody can receive my blood products. However, I can only receive O negative back. Got it. So when you only have 7% of the population mm, that's yeah. O negative, mm-hmm. there's a lot of campaigns. Um, and I'll be honest, my, my email and my phone blows up from the Red Cross. And I work <laughs> for, they know how yes. to find me. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it's just, um, there's different different appeals at different times and based on what we're seeing and what's needed in the inventory levels. Got it. Uh, one more time, the website or any social media to track uh, you guys down so that people can help out? Sure. So redcross.org is is kind of, you know, the big website to go mm-hmm. to if you want to volunteer, you know, to maybe be a disaster responder, if you want to learn about training courses and um, our service to the Armed Forces Program, that's a great tool and then red cross or redcrossblood.org mm-hmm. um, is a good one to learn specifically about blood and you guys are located uh the big building right here uh, in the shadow of utmc correct correct and from the sounds of it you guys can also conduct uh blood draws come out to businesses as well mm-hmm. oh absolutely and that's I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up um one of the things that's going to be able to help us uh make up for those 80,000 that we've lost over the past four years is to have more people host and partner with us and actually hold their own blood drives. Mm. And whether it's a business or they want to partner with another business, maybe they're smaller size and it makes more sense for them to to double up together. Mm -hmm. We're looking for more people who are willing to open their doors to the Red Cross and have us come in to save some lives together. Awesome. I would say that people shouldn't be afraid of needles because it's nothing, but I don't like Band-Aids, so I I cannot throw stones in my glass. (laughs) Uh, 8.27 with the morning reboot. Our friend Jeffy McGee is on the way. Eight thirty-seven on Q105. Floyd, what music is this? Majestic? Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> River- oh, I need to get back into Sorry. that. Yeah, the CW verse starts back up in a couple of weeks, and we'll we'll, we'll try bat person girl thing. Maybe. The trailer hasn't won me over yet, but you know how I feel about her acting ability. Mm. It's very meh. Uh, that music means that our pop culture superhero, Jefferson L. McGee, is in the house. Good morning, everyone. How is everything? How was your weekend, by the way, Floyd? I didn't talk to you about that. So. I had a very good time. I drank. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, that is a perfect way to a great weekend. I made Adam Street Just, job bitch yeah, yes, again. Like, yes, hey. kids, listen listen up. Jeffy McGee <laughs> says get sloshed. No, no, no. Anyway. Floyd likes, uh, likes his claws and his people the same. White. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> stop that. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I have friends of all races and nations. Just what a person like that would say. Anyway, Jeffy, anyway. apologies. <laughs> Let's move on and talk about Ad Astra this weekend, which is yet another cinematic uh, epic in the name of Mr. Brad Pitt. And that is who we are focusing on this morning when it comes to the trailer game. We're looking back at his career, which is 
a lot longer than you'd think because he's been around since the early 90s. So we're talking almost 30 years Brad Pitt has been a mainstay on the pop culture landscape. And uh, so we're going to be looking at... uh, movies from across that time period and Floyd seems to be indicating that uh, he's not really well (laughs) he might as well well the fact of the matter is Floyd has a reputation to defend right now because he's got he's been winning pretty consistently and five weeks strong winning winning (laughs) not just like with blowouts on topics I didn't think he would have a chance at so you know what this may be more competitive than he's giving himself credit for. It's the Marines. All right. We do have to move a bit quickly. Okay. Let's start with number one, please. Detective William Somerset is looking Damn for way Very well done. <laughs> Was it just the name or what on that one? Yeah, I... I, I... I don't watch that movie as much as I should. It's brilliant. It's a it's a very very good movie. What's in the box? <laughs> don't spoil anything just yet if he hasn't seen that one. Monkeys. So. <laughs> Twelve monkeys could be on the list. Could very well be. So all right, Eric. One. Floyd. Nothing. Number two on the list, please. We're getting out of here. Terry. Terry. What is this? <laughs> I don't know, Mister. Mrs. Why? Smith. <laughs> That's all I know. Is he right? No, he's not. <laughs> How do we know they're coming? They're coming. Oh, I know what this is. Big hordes. Oh. Special effects everywhere. What was he? I need you to help him. Okay, yeah, he said. <laughs> I'll give it to you. I was say Lost mad about- City of Z. No, no. <laughs> it was the other Z I'll movie. Yeah. You. <laughs> right, so, Eric. Two, Floyd, nothing. You, you I remember that trailer, trailer, though. The little girl, I remember her voice. Yep. Go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Number three on the list, please. So you want me to tell you the story of my life? I'll tell you my story. I'll tell you all of it. I'm flesh and blood, but not human. Interview with a vampire. Very well done, Eric. That is Interview with a Vampire, which is one of the early ones from 1994. Who did you co-star with? Tom Cruise. That is Tom Cruise. And Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> and yes, a very young Kirsten Dunst, but yes, indeed. So, all right. Eric, three. <laughs> Floyd, nothing. It's fine. The, the prophecy is becoming a reality. Here we go to number four on the list, please. You have been implicated in over a dozen other confidence schemes and frauds. What Ocean's do you think you Eleven? Do well done. You didn't even have to hear his voice. George Clooney would have been the next thing that you heard. So, very well I done. I don't know my. I've never seen them, and I don't know. Oh, my God. Numbers. We're going to have to change that. <laughs> at least at least one and three. I've the, never know. seen a Brad Pitt movie. Uh, <laughs> But you know of this gentleman named Brad Pitt that actually is in movies, right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Can you take out one of your gay cards? I'd like to. I'd like to. Who says he's one of us? I mean, we we don't want him on our team. He is a beautiful man. (laughs) We'll take his ex-wife over him. All right. Number five on the list, please. Wait. Let me start earlier. Like many of you, I was Fight Club. That is Fight Club. Yeah. First rule: Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. Also. Sam told me yesterday in Fight Club they make soap out of body fat. Yes, they did. <laughs> it, it is a very minor point that I'm not sure what, what it fits into the movie with, but okay. there it is. So, so, all right. So, Eric, five. Floyd, can you avoid the sweep is all you're, la- you're fighting for now. <laughs> I know. We go to number six on the list, please. I'll get it! Elmo, I've not told you I can't stand it when you holler in the morning. I'm sorry, no. Is this uh, well, Thelma Louise? Very well done. I got You're on the board. I heard that horrible country accent. <laughs> 
From 1991, he played one of the uh, hitchhikers that Thelma and Louise meet along their route, and he was very young at that point, and that was before he became a star, but he wasn't Thelma and Louise. Very well done, I'm Floyd. proud of myself. All right, let's wrap it up with number seven, please. I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. That's your son? No, it's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. This is that movie, the Quint Tarantino new movie. What the Pun's Time of Hollywood. There it is. Very well done. I'll take my two points. <laughs> He's celebrating his two points like it. it was the grandest victory I ever. I want to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I can't believe you went that recent. Yeah, I went Damn you, Jefferson. Jefferson. I could. What yeah. were you waiting for? Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Smith would have been up there. I, Fury. Yeah. Great movie. But nobody remembers Fury. I remember it. <laughs> I didn't remember any of them. <laughs> but it was still a very lopsided and very excellent victory. Very well done, Eric. Congratulations. Uh, what to watch, stream, and download. A, whole, a lot of horror and Halloween choices to come next. Q105 Traffic. The official soundtrack of Old Man Floyd Anderson. <laughs> you stay off his lawn and come to George's. 8.55 with the morning reboot. Final couple of minutes here of the show today. We have Jeffy McGee with us to tell us all the things that are coming to streaming, downloading, things to watch, and waste our time away as we binge away. Hi, Jeff. Hello, and it's getting close to October, which means that all the streaming services are loading up on their horror options. So if you're looking for something a little bit creepy to set the mood as we head into Halloween season, you have a few options. Now, for example, on Netflix, The Last Exorcism. Do you remember this one from a few years back? Vaguely. Yeah, it, it had the poster of the of the woman bending all the way back, yeah. basically. Yeah, that that it was that one. And they actually did make a sequel called The Last Exorcism Part Two, which of course leads you to wonder if the first one was the last one. <laughs> the sequel can't logically be the next to last one, right. I guess. I don't know. Especially so. if they might be loosely calling it a trilogy. There you go. So, Also, The Walking Dead Season 9, the most ah, recent season, and I take ah. it that you're not particularly enthused. We're seasons away from me having watched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also... An underrated show, the Scream series. Do you remember this? Uh, you know that MTV did a MTV, few years back. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. This is season three. Is on Netflix right now as we speak. On Amazon, I want to give a shout out because I love this franchise and it's way better than those than the crappy reboot that happened earlier this year. Hellboy to the Golden Army, which is the sequel to the original one from 2004. This was in 2007. It was an awesome movie. Set up a sequel. And then we never got it. It it never happened, and now they've gone ahead and rebooted the franchise, and it did horribly. So we'll probably never get this uh, third installment of this series, but que sera, sera, etc., etc., as they say. Mm. Uh, also, I, Frankenstein, another horror, you know, really bad horror movie from a few years back with Aaron Eckhart. Oh, Down I remember, remember that one. This, this, one was, yeah. this one was Aaron Eckhart as Frankenstein Monster 200 years after he'd been... <laughs> it, it was a really lousy movie. Not worth your time, but I'm going to shout it out anyway because, again, horror everywhere on Netflix and Amazon right now. And also... I want to give a shout out to a good horror movie, however. A Quiet Place is on Amazon mm -hmm. right now. And if you have not checked that out, now is your time. They are teasing the sequel, which will be coming out, I believe, next year. So if you want to check that out and get yourself set up, there you go. Uh, on Hulu, a few really good movies. Not really a lot of horror options, thankfully. But I have a few good movies to point out. Juno from a few years back. 2000. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah that, was, that was great with Ellen Little Page. L yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pregnant Ellen pa lady. Yeah, 2007. And, and uh, she was nominated for Best 
actress. The movie was nominated for Best Picture. It did a lot of... It was a really, really fun and really good movie, so you might want to check that out. If you want some nostalgia for the days when Mel Gibson was not a hot mess at all times, Lethal Weapons 1 through 4 are on Hulu right now, if you want to check those out. Did you ever watch any of those? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. Nowadays, you're probably not going to. I, I, you know, I, I trust me. I understand. It takes a lot to get under our skin, but he's been proven too many times to be anti-Semitic, so mm-hmm. I can he, stay he, away. He just keeps digging his hole deeper. Just when you think some, and he keeps being yeah. allowed to produce things. But just, just when you think he's got, he's reached rock bottom, somebody just keeps throwing him a jackhammer. Let's, uh, uh, let's skip. Uh, give me a final couple ones, Jeff. Final couple things I want to point out out on Video On Demand yesterday, which was a uh, drama comedy that came out earlier this year about a man who lived in a world where everybody else had forgotten the Beatles. It's supposed to be a very good movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, my dad liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, it completely died at the box office, but I'm going to give a shout out to Shaft, the new Shaft. Oh, did that come out? Yes, believe it or not, oh. that actually did come out. Nobody noticed, but it did come out in uh, June, and uh, it's on Video On Demand right now. If you want to check out uh, Samuel L. Jackson, we're Returning to the role and Richard Roundtree returning to the role. So there. It died at the box office, so that was a good Halloween pun. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what, do you remember what it came out against? Uh, no, it, it, it was it was a week that was relatively quiet, but it was in between a lot of blockbusters. Okay. But then again, pretty much everything did very uh, against expectations this summer. Everything not named Avengers made less than people thought it would. So. Right. Uh, thanks, Jeff. Nine o'clock. We've got to hit this. Tweet, tweet, tweet. They didn't tweet it, but they sure liked it. The Morning Reboot's most liked tweet of the morning on Q105. My dear friend. Sports! (laughs) Stop complaining about your life. There are literally people who are Miami Dolphin fans. Sports! You don't know what that means. I do. I had to look up their stats. It's... It's sad. It, it, there was a picture that went with this. It's the Miami Dolphins logo, but like the Dolphins flying away from the sun. It's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> like even, even the logo doesn't want to stay. They're going to get people really hurt. <laughs> um, Floyd, you'll like this one. This is from uh, an Astrid Patricia, and it got a response from the actual actress. Okay. When I was 11 to 14 years old, I wanted to be, be like Gabriella, but I ended up being like Sharpay. Ashley Tisdale responded, finally, y'all are seeing, seeing the light. <laughs> <laughs> Time That's to get your funny. podcast. Text Eric to 419-240-1055 to get the podcast. Q105 Studios, sponsored by Nissan.